Hello and welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Jim Rugg. I'm Ed Piscor. I'm Chris Pitzer. And we're going to look at Chris Pitzer's copy of The Incredible Hulk, the fireside book by, by Stan, Stan Lee. Lee. <laughs> <laughs> Before we do, I want to invite everybody watching to like, follow, and subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe YouTube channel if you haven't done so already. And hit that bell icon next to the subscribe button to help mitigate the, the Kayfabe effect. The Kayfabe effect is we look at a book on this channel and uh, maybe it goes out of print or the price is sore, so you want to be the first person on the hunt for these books if something catches your eye, whether it's at your local comic shop, eBay, Amazon, wherever you try to track it down, and by hitting that bell icon, you'll be the first ones to see these new videos and decide if that's a book you need to get your hands on. Uh, also, let these videos play through to the end. That allows YouTube to share our videos with other comics fans who haven't discovered Cartoonist Kayfabe yet, and that is how we grow this channel, so thank you for your help on that. The Incredible Hulk. Everybody knows I've been uh, Hulk obsessed for the last couple of years working on Hulk Grand Design. And I saw so many ads for this book going through like old Hulk comics. Um, you know, you see national TV star, big push for the Hulk in this. Uh, this is a 1978 book, but it, just a huge push for Hulk uh, around this time period. And I'm glad to finally see this book. It's another fireside book. Yep. Chris, tell me if I'm, tell me if I'm wrong, but there's, there's, uh, there's Origins of Marvel, Sons of Origins. There's not like a Spider-Man one of these. There is. Is yeah. there? Okay, yeah. okay, cool. The, the One of the big reasons, I mean, obviously I love them for the comics, because I can read these comics of comics I can't afford to buy as a kid. Yeah. Second or third reason, these Bob Larkin covers. Yes. It's just painted. You never see your you know favorite comic hero or monster painted yeah and these covers just and he you know origins or son of origins i feel like that was ramita but every other one is a bob larkin i feel like what, what are the other ones? cover i mean there's a captain america there's um spider-man there's a doctor strange was... there's a marvel team up oh there there we go silver surfer how to draw comics the battle the yeah there it is, man. Superhero women was a good one. I wonder if, Bring like, the idea of like painting these superheroes is some vestige or or some influence from like the Warrens or something like that. Like to like have these painted things because it, it feels like an innovation to paint a superhero. I think it's all book trade. I yeah. think that yeah. the book the booksellers looked at comics as like looking down their nose at the comic books. <laughs> so it's elevated. And whenever it was like we're gonna try to sell this in a book market, we need it to not look like a comic book. Yeah, so look at old paperbacks and yeah. they were all yes. painted and all the pulps. It's I love like this is one of my favorite Hulk images. Yeah, so. Especially with the transformation. It's beautiful. The you, eyes you, you never see it just like go straight up like yeah. that. It's always a little more chaotic and things. Very striking. Makes me wonder like what the development of this image was. You know, did they go through a lot of sketches compared yep. to maybe a typical comic book cover, uh, working in that book market, but um I also think like this blurb is a big chunk of uh it's, it's the same 100%. size as Stan Lee almost, right? <laughs> this yeah. is that stuff, man. We're like <laughs> And that's what that's what gets people's go. This still exists because you see it in like Amazon's default listings. You know, it's oh, yeah. still like the, yeah, it's always the, the writer's, writer's name. You got you have to you have to contact them to get the artist name added. Before we get into the contents, flip up the bottom, Jim, and we'll show because I haven't noticed this until today when we brought it up here to talk. Is this a remainder bark of the Fireside logo? Yeah, it's very common uh, in remaindered books. You'll see a slash, right. like a marker or something. So this is the across. classiest way I've seen a book remaindered, if that in fact is what it is. Yeah, it's a good question. Um, pretty nice copy here, Chris. Makes me think that you uh, didn't read this one as much as some of your this, other Fireside yeah, books. Yeah, this you know, Son of Origins, Origins. Those were the earlier ones. This is a later one, 
And you're correct. I didn't read it as much. Look how weird the T yeah, is no, that's chopped a, off. That is, yeah, definitely a uh, film problem. Yeah. Man, how'd that get through? What edition? This is the first edition, too. Yeah, first first printing. So. I bet there wasn't a second. Like, if it's a yeah, remainder. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And dedication to John Verportand, uh, who we have seen in things like Foom and uh, different places, you know, a, a big part of that legendary Marvel bullpen. Do we have, we don't have a design um, credit on this guy, do we? Nobody wanted credit on uh, <laughs> screwing up the film. Yeah, that's true. That. But it's like, just this rule is kind of nice. Yeah, it's a pretty neat package as you open it. And one of the interesting things is this is not like reprinting in order X number of issues or something. As we get into these, I think Banished to Space is, I don't know, a couple of issues into the run, and then we get the origin of the Hulk. <laughs> so kind of, uh, kind of an unusual decision, I think, there. That first paragraph. It's finally happened. The world has caught up with us at last. <laughs> <laughs> I like this mention of uh, the perfect spot to discuss the growing Hulk cult. <laughs> Not something I've come across in my Hulk research. You can see that... Uh, you know, like Dark Knight Returns type Hulk comic, a bunch of uh, gang hoodlums painting themselves green. <laughs> <laughs> Sons of the Hulk. <laughs> so those Pizza Hut glasses. One, one thing that uh, I'll call attention to now, this kind of commentary is kind of a running commentary. We'll see it between or before several other stories in this uh, book to kind of explain what we're seeing. But uh, Stanley, and at least we get to Jack Kirby's signature on most of these splash pages, so... At least you know it's not just Stan Lee at this <laughs> point. I uh, I really look to your comic to help me understand the the Hulk. Like, what is he? Because I would just sporadically grab issues over time, and sometimes he's very cogent in his manner of speaking. Other times he is just a brute, and it's just uh, I, I miss a lot in between. So I'm really like looking forward to. <laughs> you know what, Ed? You mentioned that, and this is one of the good examples of where that stuff comes from. The ongoing story with Hulk is he's just constantly, he's exposed to gamma radiation, turns into the Hulk to start with, and then like over and over again he gets more massive doses of gamma radiation. How do you fix it? More gamma! <laughs> That's right. How do you kill him? More gamma! That's right. And, and uh, yeah, it, it, it keeps him kind of moving along in those different oh, iterations. That That's a beautiful face. <laughs> One of the things that like I really look to Kirby to is like he creates his like simple cylinders and stuff like that, but like making sure that drapery just follows the curve of the, the, the character's arms or legs or whatever really helps sell the 3D of it and it adds to the dynamism. Like you see it right there mm -hmm. on the shirt. Like he just understands all the shapes that he's drawing and has that second, it's like a second language. I love this face a lot and I swear if I squint a little bit, I, I could almost say Kevin Nolan. I see that, yeah. It's a really nice rendering. It's interesting they left the editorial from the comics in. Dig the exercise. Oh right, 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 man. <laughs> but I, but I see that's that's who's the designer. Yeah. Can we call him out again? Some production guy here. We're gonna pop if we see uh, continued second page following <laughs> on one of these things. But... It's great too. Like page twenty three, page eleven. <laughs> Still working out some of those kinks. Well, I appreciate having those page number things because, like, when uh, the the what's the alternative when you get to like you know Sandman reprints and stuff, and you just got a white box. You know, that's mm -hmm. whack. It's yeah. true. See what we mean? The stories were simple and basic those long years ago. <laughs> Nobody can say they didn't move. 
Uh, so, you know, like even conscious of how much stuff has changed in 15 years from the beginning of, of the, uh, the Hulk comics to like how they're told now, although this is still, I think this is a, a retelling. I'm not sure this. That's what I was going to ask you. This looks like a retelling to me. But note, note the page, you know, mm. we're, we're going oh, from a, uh, a backup page 11 here. Mm. It's almost like the chapters. Those early issues would be broken up into different chapters. And so that's what you're seeing here. And apparently they thought this was a better version of the origin. And, and again, man, you start going through Hulks, you're going to see that origin told <laughs> and retold and panels added and blown out. So that's a common practice, I guess, in all superhero comics, just really overtelling that, that origin again and again. And, and this package is not different from that, uh, that DC superheroes package we saw where it's like, we're not going to give you Detective Comics 27, we're going to give you the Batman issue one version of the Batman origin. There it is, dude. Uh, Will Eisner. Hmm. Marvel comics are circus. That's true. Every Marvel, uh, every Marvel character had their circus cup of coffee issue. I, I wish that that were a wider part of the superhero discussion. I'm so fascinated by the circus being the big influence on superheroes as opposed to like you know fascism or, or whatever Alan Moore would would tell <laughs> us. I think that color is really sharp in these books. We always talk about that, you know, like newsprint color and glossy and reprints. They're not doing different color here, but they're doing like uh, an uncoated paper that really shows off that color the nicely. The paper is one of the better choices for this type of stuff. Yeah, and even the 80s Marvel published trade paperbacks would be this kind of approach. Mm -hmm. uh, some of the very first, I, I had a uh, G.I. Joe Special Missions trade paperback that would be this kind of uncoated paper it's not pure white it's not really eggshell there is a gray to it probably based on just the the grittiness or the texture of the paper same kind of seps and stuff that off-white though is important it because is it doesn't it isn't much like we'd all look at this and say white paper but it isn't white paper because you can get white paper that is like i mean there's there's so many degrees of white when you're buying paper and it's like you do that white bright white paper these colors just it's like they're floating above it absolutely it really creates a, when, a, a problem we we uh, looked at the uh, jordan crane uh repro guide you know brian ralph all those guys and the maxim that he puts into that piece when he's talking about computer coloring put a 10 percent yellow over top of your color yes and that and that mitigates the pure bleach white toilet bowl porcelain white i always remember being at a uh, copacetic comics with you Ed, and, and us looking at the Carl Barks duck reprints that Fanographics did that look amazing great color but like holding them up to the window light to try to figure out is that like a five percent yellow on you know just to soften up that that white a little bit and we were like oh my god there's a there's a magenta in there <laughs> and, and, and then and then hitting up Rich Tomaso Rich was there cyan and was there magenta in there and he said yes could Actually. there be a more exciting... Imagine being a kid reading this, <laughs> Mission Stop the Hulk. Could there have been a more exciting splash page if you're a comic book seven-year-old comic book fan? Fantastic Four and the Hulk going head-to-head. That is a setup right there. But Reed, match. Reed's pretty chill about it. Oh, though. yeah, he's not excited. <laughs> this is a good example, too, because that's 100% cyan. Uh, and that it's, it's subdued, you know? Like, if right. it was on pure white, then it's just assault your eyeballs, sizzle. And uh, one of the cool things with this book is this is a Fantastic Four comic that they're reprinting, but it's one of the iconic battles. Like, I represent this this story in my Hulk grand design because it's the first fight between Hulk and Thing. You have to, you know, it's it's his real adversary. So got to have that arch rival in there. 
Cartoonist Kayfabe is sponsored by the comic books Ed Piscor and I make. If you want to support Cartoonist Kayfabe, pick up our comics and books wherever you buy them. Starting with Red Room, the Antisocial Network, Season 1 of Ed's Murder on the Dark Web for Fun and Profit. Trigger Warning, Season 2 is now in stores everywhere. This is Issue number 1, Issue 2 also available, Issue 3 coming next month, and uh, available wherever you buy comics, except for banned in seven comic stores. Uh, hopefully that number's not rising, but you never know. Well, you know what? The cool thing about it rising is that the bigger comic shops heard about that stuff, tripled their orders, man. <laughs> nice. WYSIWYG, A History of Computer Hacking. X-Men Grand Design, the Grand Design that started them all, including Hulk Grand Design. Can't wait Three to see what... oversized volumes of this available. Can't wait to see what your cover looks like when you put yours together, Jimmy. And Hip Hop Family Tree, a history of hip hop available in four treasury-sized editions or two beautiful box sets. You can pick up my latest book wherever comics are sold, Hulk Grand Design Monster. This is in comic shops everywhere now with some beautiful variant covers, a retelling of the 60-year history of the Incredible Hulk, and coming in April, Hulk Grand Design Madness, with uh, also some beautiful cover choices here by Ed McGinnis and Jeff Darrow, as well as my cover. Again, the 60-year history of the Hulk distilled down into two very dense uh, oversized issues. Plain Jane's, the first young adult comic graphic novel here in America by Cecil Castellucci and me. And Street Angel, Deadliest Girl Live, which just went out of print from Image Comics, Ed. If you guys at home see Street Angel, Deadliest Girl Live on your comic shop shelves, pick it up because it is no longer available for order. But the original Street Angel hardcover, oversized, uh, these are kind of like director's cuts, almost like artist editions. I think they're the nicest books ever designed. These are all still available from the publisher. You can get them wherever books are bought and sold. And now back to our regular scheduled programming. And nobody's going to complain about more Kirby being reprinted in this. I almost feel like all the verbiage is like the parents want to see that. They want to see that if they're giving you a dime for a comic or 12 cents, I guess, at this point, they want to see that like it's going to hold you over for a little while. Take some time. You're going to read. You might learn a few words. And this is this is your money. This is what you're paying for right here. The actual fight. A lot of setup for a couple of pages of their showdown, but... Uh, kind of a surprise, too, because Kirby's so good with that, but I guess it's still pretty early, you know, within the first, what, dozen issues of uh, Fantastic Four. And again, the commentary. Did you notice the sneaky ending? Notice how Hulk mumbled, I got a feeling this ain't the last <laughs> time we'll meet. <laughs> Foreshadowing. When I started reading, you know, there'd be like the cycle of stories every two, three years. Yeah. It felt like they would do the same cycle and you would get your Hulk thing fight in there somewhere. That was like one of the, that was the venom of you know, Spider-Man Venom. <laughs> Hulk and Thing would have to show up. And now, Avengers. But not Avengers 1. Right. Because we already had Sons of Origins, exactly. man, so we, so yeah. we can't uh, keep selling old rope. We talk, talk sometimes about, like, I love seeing superheroes doing mundane stuff. Sitting, just sitting around a table, hanging out in the, uh, in the break room with each other. I always like this Iron Man version, too. Yeah, it looks yeah, good. Yeah, I, I think of that as like uh, the Ditko mm. Iron Man. Yeah, yeah. Look at these generic boy gangs. Like, you <laughs> can't differentiate one from the other. Team Brigade. That feels like one of those ideas that didn't quite go. Yeah. Because you'd see him float through different, uh, different comics, you know, panel here, panel there. Maybe some exposition, but uh, they never quite rose to be like, where's the Teen Brigade comic? When's you know, that coming out? You know, we looked at that Foom, and, and they did that, like, keep, keep on trucking kind of thing. And you would hear about the college kids 
kind of floated Marvel for a little while, added some added some extra readership. So it's like you you need to you need to advance the age of those kids. Make them like Shaggy and Fred type age or something. It's such a big cast universe-wise that maybe it's just too much to ask. You know, like they're they're kind of filling roles that other characters already have. Yeah, too. you just want to see more of this. You don't need just like regular looking looking folk. Good Namor getting the upper hand. Namor and Hulk make such a perfect tag team. Like just outsiders that all the heroes hate. <laughs> Natural heels. And you could just know that like Namor the Prince, just a manipulator. Oh yeah, of course. Almost everybody that Hulk falls in with, if he's teaming up with them, they're probably manipulating him. Yeah. Like usually that's what happens. <laughs> you know, that that's what falls apart at some point. Close up of Iron Man's uh, boots. Yeah. Thanks, Evan. There's a little space there. So yeah. <laughs> yes, thank heavens. <laughs> Yeah, this is a good choice for a reprint, too, because you get Hulk versus Avengers, which is, I always say, like, you know, plan, uh, World War Hulk is the dream comic of the Marvel Universe. That's what you ultimately want to see. Who's better to fight the heroes than the Hulk? And that's kind of what you get whenever you get a, a showdown with, like, one of these super teams. Phase one is over. Really? We're going to do the origin again or something? We're going to do some Steve Ditko. How about that? This is uh, Hulk finally's awarded his own series. I have this robot in here. You know, it's always uh, Banner makes some kind of scientific thing, some weapon that goes wrong. <laughs> Hulk not, is just the first of He's not a great scientist, many. is he? <laughs> you know, it's either him or blame the army. They let these things get loose. Does that look like Thunderbirds Argo? It does, that hat. <laughs> Same color scheme. Ditko does a pretty decent Hulk. Yeah. It's so fun seeing him like do the Hulk with the Steve Ditko storytelling where there's it's just, you know, that left to right kind of mid shot yes. storytelling. Yeah. yeah, it's a clunky makes that figure very clunky and it works. You get to see him a lot. That's a little bit more of that Mike Allred where you're getting like full figures in your frame as opposed to the Kirby foreshortening coming right at you. When you see the pencils, like some of that stuff has escaped and you could find it online. Uh, the way Steve Ditko builds a human figure is like very, very instructive. Like you could learn a lot about just like imaginative figure drawing by looking at like the, the shapes and the way he connects them together. Like it's like it should be Steve Ditko's constructive anatomy, you know, for comics or something rather than like George Bridgman. Really good with weight. That's an unconscious Hulk and it feels like he's heavy. And Dragging those feet, dude. Trying to lift them up. Ooh. Part yeah, two. I would see that kind of Ditko art later in his career. Like some of the later Marvel stuff is where I'd see pencils of his pages and you can see those like the cones and the shapes yeah, really uh, there, clearly a, constructed. There's a splash page in the early Hulks where it shows, you just see it and it's the leg. Like you just see those I ankle bones. Dark eyes. So, dude, I mean, if that was black and white, that would just look like a haggard Peter Parker. It's an interesting inking choice, too. Like that heavy of a line. You know, you, you don't see it anywhere else except separating the Hulk, that outline. Is sure. it Chick Stone or somebody who inked that? George Bell? I know, uh, I didn't recognize that name. Yeah, I didn't either. Like your next issue box. You're right, these would be terrible if they didn't include those next issue blurbs. <laughs> be, a, be a weird empty space on the page. Right. Give us something to complain about. George Bell on inks. I think he's inked most of the Ditko that we've seen. Okay. But yeah, that's not a name that I know. And now we're going to uh, get a little bit of the leader's origin. So it's almost a way of telling the Hulk's origin, but like, how do we twist it? 
put a different character in front of the gamma rays. The leader always looked coolest, man, with uh, Todd McFarlane on the ones and twos. Because that's, just, that, I mean, that looks like straight out of a Green Lantern comic or something. You know what's great about the uh, the leader as like an adversary is he evolves the same way Hulk does. Whenever you're like, oh, Hulk's smart this time, or Hulk's bigger, or gray, or whatever, leader's sort of same way. You know, it's the same affliction, and they treat it the same way. Like he's constantly his head's always shaped different when he shows up. Yeah, the the butt head is uh, <laughs> that's that's my leader. You know, yes. five, years, five years old, five years old, scooping that up with all the little, uh, you know, craters in it or whatever. <laughs> that was my first leader too, and so like whenever you go back and see this stuff, it just looks so strange, so quaint. <laughs> He's cute. Yeah, you really need the butt head. I feel like that's those iconic pop when when Marvel's putting its pop logo in the corner of the the cover boxes. It's for panels like that. Also, a throwback to the horror comics. Yeah. The, the 50s kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Something these guys all brought to the table. We often talk about like their figures, and you can see it. I mean, it's everywhere, Like especially with all of uh, Leader's minions there closing in. But these guys were like, as default figure artists, like some of the best figure artists ever. Absolutely. You just take it for granted, but you know, you can kind of like just look at these little background throwaway figures and learn from them. Dick Ayers on inks now. I think Dick Ayers may have been the original inker over uh, Kirby in the beginning issues. I think it was Dick Ayers. That's a strange choice for how to, how to do his hair. <laughs> right? so we're going nearly Dick Tracy. Yeah, a lot of that, a lot of that DNA in here. But see, like, there's your classic Ditko paranoid panel. It's a good Ditko's good for the Hulk for that reason because that monster is just out of his mind. There's a little where you could see some of the construction stuff that we were talking about. You know, like, what are the important bits? Get the, get that shoulder blade in there. Get the lats in there. Mm-hmm. That's a Ditko panel, if I've ever you seen You know what, one. man? I wonder if that's, like, one of the first ones. This, um, Thunderclap? Yeah, the, 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 you know, that's that's the move. That's the yeah. whole move. I don't think I ever realized that. Yeah, I know so little about the character. That's what I rely on your comic for, Jimmy. Hulk gets scooped up in Russia. Scroll Nick. Get, get your little uh, sickle and hammer <laughs> logos on there. Different haircut now on the leader. <laughs> Different fucking head shape. <laughs> panel to panel. <laughs> this is, um, whenever you see those different artists of the Hulk, I feel like this is the one they use for Ditko all the time. This is also out of that 60s animation Hulk. Yeah. There's, there's a, they use almost this exact pose for one of those frames. I love the... the, the... Once you realize, like, bones aren't straight, man, that curved ankle, curved... Like, you, you got to figure that part out. This stuff, too, like the, the big, broad back, It's he's such a break from regular human anatomy. And I always hate whenever later-era artists will go more in the natural human anatomy part. Like, that's what makes a Hulk different. Why, why, why do that? Why change him back to, like, everybody else? The tank fighting the armies. Nice that he's fighting a Russian army for a change. There's <laughs> another thunderclap. Yeah, like I wonder if that's a Ditko invention. How many uh, narrative devices did Ditko invent for the uh, for the comics? <laughs> There's your Mickey DeMeo. There okay, there it is. Perfect, man. Hulk making love to the mountain. Legs akimbo. <laughs> Transformation, the other piece that always happens. Like Hulk inside a house, just walking. <laughs> Honey, I'm home. <laughs> I mean, the dude, that's shades of the BWS uh, <laughs> monsters book. 
Yeah, completely. That's pretty fun coloring. Yeah, we just unlike anything else we've seen in this entire book. The, oh, a lot of this coloring on oh, on this story. <laughs> We're going Gulliver's Travels with this. Oh no, I see. It's a small like the yeah. dog pile. Yep, yep, that's right. That's right. That he'll bounce away. Oh man, I thought this was uh, we were going to get into Gil Kane here, but not yet. <laughs> I had such an aversion to the Gil Kane stuff because of like Wizard Magazine when I was a kid. When they're talking about great superhero battles and they show Hulk and Abomination and just two rubbery looking little Kinecumen figures and stuff. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Of course, it took a couple years to appreciate that. I always love seeing any of these Jack Kirby uh, splash pages. And this is their working on a model of the Hulk. How are they going to defeat the Hulk? It's the most advanced science. Like, it's so far advanced, I'm not sure they even have that stuff yet today. And they couldn't figure out how to cope with the Hulk. Leader had these fun minions that were sort of like plastic, but you can see they would could scale up. Putties. Mm-hmm. Tough to fight against that stuff. That's a GI Joe vehicle. Just ab Rolling so thunder. Much. <laughs> Sun I had I had that one. Sunday punch missile. <laughs> Classic Rick Jones. Imagine if you're like, oh, I watched the Hulk TV show. Love it. Lou yeah. Ferrigno looks great. Bill Bixby, David Banner. Right. And then you get hold of this because you would hardly ever see the Hulk in the show. You get a couple minutes of the Hulk, and it's not like you would get him really doing any kind of action like this, tearing a tank apart or something. I don't, I don't remember seeing that episode. No, no, no budget for that kind of stuff, man. Yeah, it's a pretty different package, but still, you'd think it might sell. As seen on TV. I mean, that's a pretty good commercial back in the day. Whenever uh, only three networks. You were certainly getting a lot of coverage. Yeah. But that might be where the, the newsstand is the benefit, you know, because, like, this is bookstore yes. stuff. So, like, kids aren't fucking around in bookstores. How about this? Bob Powell on nice. the Jack Kirby layouts. Yeah, these are always great because it's like, you know, Jack Kirby oh, paces it out for us. Face. Yeah, just chiseled. Getting into that monster realm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Goes to NASA space camp. <laughs> Weren't you jealous of the kids that would uh, get to go to that, man? You would see it on all the 80s game, kid game shows. Yeah. That would be a grand I have prize. A whole, I have a whole list of these kids that I'm jealous of. <laughs> if you had a good art program at your school, you're already ahead of me. Yeah. Get some Watcher showing up. This is one of, uh, one of my early leader stories that I really love. The leader sends Hulk to get this device from the Watcher, which is essentially like all the knowledge in the universe. But first, of course, he has to challenge this other super uh, alien who's after the same device. Yeah. Coincidentally, at the same moment. And what can Watcher do? He just has to watch these two giant brutes, two of the strongest brutes in the universe, fighting. Good setup. And uh, all you need is a giant clam. <laughs> Nobody's writing these stories. <laughs> Eventually, of course, Hulk overcomes him, and uh, he gets his prize, you know. Here's this device, this, this super machine. Teleports back home, puts it on his head, 
It's too much. <laughs> too much. You can't know everything. Dude, that's that, uh, that's that episode of The Prisoner, man, where they asked the, co the computer, what was the question they asked the computer? Why? W-H-Y question mark. <laughs> Start smoking. Yeah. I like the, uh, just the fall. <laughs> sizzle. Did it say Here sizzle? we go. <laughs> it should say sizzle. I may have to amend my, some of my art. <laughs> Is it too late to have grand design? Say sizzle. Gil Kane, there man, stepping go. up to the plate. How about that for some Gil Kane art? And pencils and inks on Gil Kane, so doing his own finishing. This boomerang the character boomerang. is lame, lame. <laughs> it's one of those guys, like, there's no reason that dude should, should last a millisecond with Hulk. The only way he should survive is if he's running around staying out of Hulk's eye line and, and not making a mad and throwing boomerangs at him. Boomerangs. They really missed Kirby when he, when he left. <laughs> And here come the comments about Paste Pot Pete and shit like that. <laughs> Did Boomerang ever come back? Better not have. I don't know if we saw Boomerang again. There's there's a bit of an extended Boomerang story because at some point I, I think he kidnaps Betty. Mm -hmm. Sometimes these characters blend together though a little bit. You know, <laughs> Sometimes it's a similar character that shows up a decade later. But uh, yeah, I can't remember if it's actually Boomerang that we see again, but... We see a character like him, if not him, a couple of times. But I do like the Gil Kane stuff. That Artie Simic letterings is shit, too. He man. does a few, uh, you know, he, he has a little bit of a run. And then finally, Stanley signing off. So, love that there's some, almost a director commentary running through here of what you're seeing. I don't know about, again, if you're coming to this from the Hulk TV show, I have no idea what you make of a book like this. Yeah. Right. This, there's some, this is kind of a strange artifact. You know, these stories are not what you're seeing on your TV, but... You got to do this. You and know? and, and probably, the hence the re remainder mark, you know? It yeah. didn't sell. Yeah, it could be. And I wonder how all these books sold, you know? I bet you they started out well, and that's why you get seven or eight publications, and by the end, maybe they just aren't performing like that first volume. Yeah, it'd be yeah. interesting to put them in order, too, chronologically, what came out. And The Last Man Standing really is uh, how to draw comics in Marvel way, not even a comic book collection at all. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Chris, why don't you drop a uh, plug real quick, man, and we'll get out of here. Yeah, adhousebooks.com. Kayfabers, like, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell, we'll notify you when new vids are available. What's up there, Jimmy? Hulk Grand Design Monster number one in stores everywhere as you see this video. Hulk Grand Design Madness number one coming to your comic shops at the end of April. It is a massive retelling of the 60-year history of the Incredible Hulk in two double-sized issues. So pick that up. You'll want that in your collection. And join me on patreon.com slash jimrug. Red Room Trigger Warnings issue number one and two are out on the stands as we speak. Murder on the Dark Web for Fun and Profit is the name of the game. In Red Room Comics, uh, you can get all these comics at my Patreon, patreon.com slash edpiscor. Three bucks for the archive there. And there's more than 200 pages of comics up there as we speak. Banned in 26 countries, banned in seven comic shops, but you hit my link tree up in the description below. You're going to be able to uh, order, pre-order those comics. Uh, Jimmy, what else do we have out there? Subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe e-newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts and merchandise at the links below this video. That's another great way to support the Cartoonist Kayfabe channel. Give them those marching orders, Jimmy. We'll be on our way. Read more comics.